Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instructions in hopefully a, a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of the podcast and lead pastor here at Crosswinds Church. Uh, as I do every episode, I want to give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, but actually we have a fill-in producer this week, Dave Wright. Dave, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. As I like to say, all that is good about this podcast, I, I accredit to Elijah. Uh, I own what's not. Uh, thank you for taking the time to uh, be a part of listening to this podcast. If you want to learn more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds related, head on over to our website at crosswinds.church. Well, I'm really excited this week. We have um, three special guests, as I already alluded to. Our first is Elijah Merrill. Hi, Elijah. Great to have you here. Hey, Craig. Thank you very much. Uh, excited to be here. He's our uh, producer of this, as I said, but also on staff here at Crosswinds. Um, also, we have uh, Silas Taylor with us. Uh, Silas, you are a junior in high school. And yes. You, you are the, the youngest on the podcast whom I've spoken to at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm excited to be here. It's going to be fun. Excited to share what I, I'm going to share about. Yeah. It's great. Now, Julie McKee is with us. She's actually the youngest so far who's been on the podcast. It's, it's great to have you. You're a freshman yeah. in high school. And so thanks for being a part of the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. So what we're going to do, we're going to talk a little bit. I want to get some backstory on uh, on Silas and Julie, and and I want to refer you back to a past podcast. Elijah's not going to spend much time talking about his testimony. He gave that in full um, back in episode 19. So if you missed that, I just want to encourage you to go back to episode 19. It is a powerful testimony of what the Lord has done in his life. But to start us out, I'm going to go to Silas and just say, Silas, talk a little bit about your journey with Christ. Um, I think you've been pretty much raised in the church. Yeah. Um, if you pick up the name Taylor, uh, his dad is Chris Taylor. He's been mm-hmm. on the podcast on staff here at Crosswinds. And so he's a pastor's child. Um, and so, but talk a little bit about your story of coming to Christ and your journey and, and how it led you into being a part of worship. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've grown up in a, in a Christian household my whole life. Both my parents went to church. Um, I didn't really accept Jesus till I was around like six or seven, I'd say. I remember the story quite well. I was uh, at my grandparents' house, and my dad was writing a sermon, actually, and I came up and I asked him what he was doing. And, uh, you know, he told me what he was doing, and then I, I, we just kind of got talking, and I asked him about the Lord's Prayer, and we said it, and I accepted God. And it was a good moment. I'll remember that definitely for the rest of my life. But, uh, you know, growing up, it's just kind of always been something that I've been doing. There's definitely been times where I felt like it was a chore. Just I felt like it was something that was just part of everyday life. I just did it because my parents did it. Uh, But, you know, I've also been a very energetic person uh, because I am a drummer for the worship team, and I've always been very energetic. And uh, I remember when I was a kid, I used to look up to the drummers at our old church and would pick up two pens from where we were sitting and I would start drumming on the chairs in front of me while the drummer was drumming on stage. And that just kind of got me started. Um, and I came here, went to youth group and just, I really wanted to drum and I ended up doing it. It was very good. So, And you drum in the student ministry, but you also drum in our weekend worship services, yes. uh, large group gathering mm-hmm. here at the church as well. Um, I, I heard a myth about you Mm-hmm. And so I want to know if it's true. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to put you on the spot. Mm-hmm. Is it true you practice air drumming? Like I do. You don't always <laughs> practice on drums. You practice air drumming, then are able to come in and 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I I used to have a drum set back when I was in middle school, uh, but it was just kind of a beginner's drum set. It didn't really suit, so I sold it, and uh, I just we moved, and it just kind of fumbled with that. So I didn't end up getting a new drum set. Haven't I still don't have one, but I just kind of listened to the songs that I'm going to be doing. I imagine where everything is on the drum kit. And I just kind of air drum that out. Sometimes I will come to church if I can and practice before. But other than that, I really, I do. I, I do practice with the air drums. So. It's amazing. It's amazing. I heard that. My son had told me that. And <sighs> so anytime I see you playing, it just blows my mind because you're so gifted at it. And <sighs> Thank just you. thinking about the way that you practice this, it, it definitely shows the power of visualization. Yeah. Uh, it really does. And so, uh, and your brilliance and your giftedness, I'll say. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I'd you. add those two things too, because even with me visualizing it, I visualize myself doing a lot of things musically that I can't do. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's you know, there's <laughs> yeah, some yeah, power yeah. there, but there's also some ability yep. that God gives that I don't have. And so, Julie, talk a little bit. You, you've been raised in a church your whole life too, right? Your, your dad is a, the vice chair of the board court currently, and uh, your parents are heavily involved in the church, and you've been heavily involved in the church. But talk about sort of your story, how you came to Christ, and then how, how that's led you in, in worship ministry. When did that start for you? Well, I like you said, I've always been here. Like, I've always come to this church. And so I don't really remember coming to Christ, really, because it's just been something that has always been part of my life. But I do remember, like, coming to worship because my whole family did it. Like, both my sisters and my mom were all on worship team, and I wanted to be a part of that, be a leader like they were. And so I started out doing worship in Uptown and singing for the children there. And then I think in seventh grade, I started doing worship for youth ministry, and it's just really nice to do it there because it feels like you're like leading people in worship and bringing people closer to God. That's awesome. And, and you're right. You're like all of you McKee ladies are extremely gifted in music. Um, I always joke with your dad because he's sort of <laughs> as gifted as I am. We both enjoy music, <laughs> yeah. but isn't something anyone asks us to lead or be a part of type yeah. of thing. And so he's your biggest fan. I know that, biggest fan. But uh, but it's it's, it's great uh, to have any of the McKees up there. But it's been great seeing you up there. Uh, people have already been telling me about that. And then one Sunday when I came in, you were up on the on the stage, and I thought, oh, my goodness, she does have a beautiful voice as Thank well. Thank you. It's amazing, amazing. Um, so, so you guys – all have similar sort of testimonies. I mean, Elijah sort of, you grew up in this church as yeah. well. Julie grew up in this church. Silas grew up in church. And so you have this really expanse uh, time of, of worship. And, yeah. and worship yeah. in the church, you know, let me just from the get-go, because everyone's sitting there saying, music isn't the only way we worship God. We know that, but that's what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. We know that our life is is a worship to God. And, mm-hmm. and certainly when we sing, and we may talk about this a little more, that it's a reflection of our heart, right? It's a reflection of our commitment to the Lord. Um, but when we talk about worship many times in church, we are talking about music. And so that, that's where we're going to focus on on our time together a little more. But like I say, maybe we'll broaden out into some of these other things. But even though uh, two of you have been a part of the same church, worship changes. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the sounds change. Maybe not in church as quickly as it ought to. Uh, sometimes we, we're delayed from culture. Um, and what I mean there is, is that, you know, obviously the style of music changes and, and we as a church have made a commitment to, to be current sure. uh, with that mm-hmm. style. And so, you know, people have to judge whether we are or not, but that's what we, that's what we, that's <laughs> yeah. what we strive yeah. to do and, and, and work with those things. But for each of you, and Elijah, I'm going to start with you on this one. Yeah. When you think of worship as music, um, what does that mean to you? 
<clears throat> so, I mean, yeah, like you said, you know, um, worship can be everything and should be everything that we do. And but in that in that form of music, um, you know, I just think back to like the earliest ages for me, music has always been um, impactful in ways. And so in times that I was like, you know, stressed out or frustrated, you know, turn on music and it was something that always helped me unwind and, you know, get to a better place. And so, um, my, my family is, uh, I, my, uh, my grandpa and on my dad's side was a worship leader for years. And, um, so just growing up, always surrounded by, surrounded by worship music. And, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't start to, uh, I didn't start to start to learn how to play any music until, I don't know, maybe six or seven years ago. But, um, I, uh, was always playing it and listening to it. And so when I, I remember I, I kind of felt like this, you know, this nudge of like, Hey, you know, you should try and learn to play guitar. I think that'd be really cool. And so I, um, I went out and I bought a guitar from used from a friend and, um, you know, just trying to learn chords and burn calluses and stuff and stuff on my fingers. And, um, but it was pretty evident pretty quick that, um, that God, I, this is just how I interpret it, you know, and, but I feel like God, I feel like God had music as a prominent part in my life for a reason. And so it was just this natural, it felt natural, this shift to, to start to play worship music and, and everything. And, um, and now today, like there's, there's almost no better feeling than just being, being with, you know, with a team and, and, and leading worship and, um, just being, being in the presence of the Lord, getting to sing your heart out, you know, and, and hear everybody else do the same. You know, it's very, it's very communal in that sense, you know, and, um, and there's, there's certainly other ways to worship together, but there's something about song that just, that brings people together, you know. And the church is a rare place in the sense that at one time in culture here in America, I mean, you would maybe hang out with friends, and and mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I'm going to talk them way before my time, which means it's way before my time. Uh, you know, they would talk before we would go over to families' houses. They had piano, and they would do sing-alongs and so forth. I mean, we're so far beyond that. And so, the church is one of—I wouldn't say the only place, but one of the only places where corporate singing. Yeah. You know, anyone who comes in, not just those who are on a stage, uh, come together and sing together. And I've always found it just remarkable that people like myself can join my voice with people like the three of you. And when it's when it's sung and corporately, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Julie, talk a little bit about what worship means to you, singing worship, you know, music yeah. worship. Well, I feel like it's really easy to sing the songs and not really pay attention to what the words are saying. And so if you like take a step back and you actually listen to what the words you're actually saying are. It's like you're actually talking to God while you're singing. It's not just like you're standing there singing a song. It's like you're talking to God, even praying. And I think that when you're worshiping, it's like one of, for me, it's one of the easiest ways to like talk to God because it's like you're saying those words to him, not just singing. Yeah. Yeah. There've been times in my prayer life where Maybe I just didn't have the words to say, and a chorus would come to my mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. comes to my mind, and I'm like, you know, I'll just play it. <laughs> you know, and almost like God, you know, this, this is my heart right now. This, this is expressing it yeah. to you. And uh, you know, for me, I, I look at the the Book of Psalms, which of course is a whole book of music, right? And, and their prayers put to music. Yeah, and, and how powerful that is. 
Silas, how about you? When you think of, of, of worship, music, you're involved, you know, what's that mean to you? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree with what these people are saying. Um, but also, I would say it's probably like one of the most, like the biggest thing that connects me to God. Like right away, I just like, even though I'm not the singer, but I, I do enjoy listening to worship music and I do enjoy singing it. It just, it really makes me feel like I'm connecting to God. Like if, if I could say that there's been one consistent thing that I do to praise God, it would be worship music. And, um, you know, when I'm playing drums, like I really do get into it. And it's really just, I feel sometimes as though God is taking over and he's playing through me. And it just, like, that's what gets me so energetic. And when I hear, when I, when I hear them singing and I just hear the words come through and I just, um, I'm so moved by it that I just want to play even better and I want to play even harder. And it just, it makes it so much better and it's just a really good connection. So, well, I'm just going to throw this in the middle and whoever jumps in first, we'll just sort of go around that way. But, you know, as, as we're, we're talking about how it's impacted us and our, our sort of how we prepare our hearts for this thing uh, called worship. Um, what do you hope for people? Like when you're, when you know, like let's say you're you're practicing something for whether it be a Wednesday night or a, or a Sunday, you know, weekend service. You know, uh, I know for me as a preacher, when I'm looking at the message, I'm thinking of the different people sitting there. Like not necessarily individuals. Sometimes they come to my mind too, but different types of people: people who don't yet know Christ, those who do, those who are engaged with Christ, those who know Him but aren't. You know, all those type of people. And, and there's times where I'm thinking of wording, but more importantly, I'm praying even as I'm practicing. Mm-hmm. Saying, you know, how are they going to receive this? When you're looking at worship, you are also um, leading people who may not have a relationship with Christ yet. Um, they may, and to be honest, they, they may not be engaged with them, though, mm. and they may, and they may be super engaged with them. So how do you prepare and how do you pray? What, how does that hit you as a worship leader, each of you as worship leaders? Go ahead, Silas. Um, <laughs> he leaned in first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of what I, I hope for people is to just really focus on themselves in that time, because I know, especially at a youth group, when you're around all your friends, you can kind of get lost in what you're at youth group for and it's more of you being with your friends and having a fun time which it is but uh during worship specifically like I just I hope that people who are out there really focus on what the words are saying and they kind of just get moved by it because the way I do you know and uh, I hope that they just focus on themselves they don't really get distracted which I know is hard to do and when you're that age but I just it doesn't change yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but yeah, I just kind of hope that people get moved the same way I do. And I know that's like, it's not the same for everyone, but I just, I feel that's what I hope for. That's so. great. That's great. Yeah. Um, like the same thing. I was going to say the same thing as you. Like, it's really easy to get distracted when you're there, especially like mm-hmm. I've seen people before like, oh, this person's worshiping, so I should, or this person's not worshiping, yeah. so I should, or like trying to do the same things your friends are doing during worship. And so... It is really important to just focus on yourself. If you want to worship, then worship. It doesn't have to do with like what other people are doing in yeah. that time. You have to do what feels right for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think I think an overall goal for no matter if it's if it's student, you know, Wednesday night, Sunday morning. Um, I, I think one of the goals of of the worship team is you know. We want we want to put the glory of God on display, and we want to we want to just do our part in 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 being available for God to use us to to help 
just usher his people into his presence. You know, we want to, uh, I think a common prayer that, that we pray, you know, before rehearsals and stuff on Wednesday nights is, you know, just Lord, this is your time. Let mm-hmm. us help us disappear yeah. and, um, help the people who are coming in to not, you know, not be focused on us, but to just connect with you in a new way, you know, in a, in a deeper way. And um, the one thing I, I think about just sitting here is, uh, and Julie made me think of it, is Wednesday nights is probably one of the tougher, in a way, um, And that's the places, student ministry Student night. ministry, yep. Student Junior ministry on Wednesday high. nights is probably one of the tougher avenues to to lead, at least for me. You know, I'm, you know, I've had the privilege and blessing to be able to help lead there and lead on Sunday mornings also. But um, students, like kind of like what Silas and Julie said, is students on Wednesday nights can be coming in for a multitude of reasons. You know, mm-hmm. they're coming in because mm-hmm. their parents want them out of the house at night or they're coming in because they want to play dodgeball or they're coming in because of a boyfriend or girlfriend <laughs> or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And um, just to to help connect them to Christ with all of these other things going on, you know, it's – there's just – and for me, I'm a perfectionist, right? So it just means I got I to gotta trust in God extra. I got to have a lot, like you say, a lot of them on tap, you know, yeah. to just to, – to not think about maybe what – just hope that the spirit is working, you know? And I feel like on a Sunday morning, adults, adults most of the time are there because they chose to be there mm. for church on Sunday morning, you know? And um, the mission is still the same. We want to help connect people with, with Christ no matter what, but uh, there's just so many, so many variables in student ministry, you know? And so – which is why I think for students like these guys, super proud to see them, you know, using their gifts for something greater on a Wednesday night than uh, than pizza and dodgeball. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Not that pizza and dodgeball is bad. Mm-hmm. No, really bad. <laughs> I really like pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. You know, it, it, it's interesting. I, I don't know why when you were talking about different people who are sort of, you know, you're leading. I was thinking I was at a church a couple, uh, several years ago now, and there was a gentleman who would sit right in the middle, and he was a big guy. Um, just just big, muscular guy. And he would cross his arms as I preached and sort of scowl at me. <laughs> and so I just assumed he didn't like me. I mean, it was mm. a sort of body language type stuff. And um, I'd been at the church almost, man, several months. And I had talked to him, but he wasn't very talkative. And I thought, man, he just doesn't like me. And unfortunately, I'm the type of person, man, I, I really am going to continue to talk to him, mm. you know, because I just... Mm. And uh, later, uh, like almost a year into it, his wife came up to me and said, man, I can't tell you how much my husband loves having mm. you here. And I, I thought, is she lying to me? You know, and, <laughs> and I realized like his kids started saying the same thing. And I started to realize this is his temperament. Mm. He just wasn't a very expression-oriented type of person, and yet he was getting so much out of it. But but it's hard when you're up front because you, know, you know you're doing it for the Lord and trying to lead them. But their response feeds you a little bit, like, yeah. especially yeah. if you're wired like me, you know. And so, so how do, how do you how do you deal with that? Because I know sometimes you get, you're look because otherwise you're just looking at the one person who's super excited, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And that can yeah. be really awkward, you yeah. know. So so how do you how do you how do you wrestle with that? You know. Um, at least for me, like, so when I'm up there and I'm singing it, I, I. From an, from an early state of like – I remember one of the first times I was on a stage singing worship, I made eye contact with the person in front of me. And I still – I have to continue singing the words. Like that's my job <laughs> while I'm up there. And so I'm staring at this guy just singing and it's like it's, it's very, very awkward for a brief second, you know. Mm-hmm. And so then like 
I'm like, I can't, I can't look at him anymore. But then obviously for the rest of the morning, he's all I could look at, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And, um, it's so it's, it's, uh, for me when I'm up there, like I'm, when people are getting into it and singing and worshiping, it's, there's an energy there, like you said, to, to feed off of, um, and you know, you hope, you hope for that as, as a, as a worship team that, that people would, would get into it. But, yeah. um, yeah, it's I, I I tend to close my eyes a lot because it's one of the only ways that that I can I can I can focus on what I'm singing and what's going on and I can hear what people are worshiping mm-hmm. and I don't get distracted by the mom that's trying to parent her kid or, you know, the so-and-so over here who can't find something in their bag, you know, or whatever, <laughs> like or I don't lock eyes with somebody and can't stop, you know. Um, I, I just want to say because I've noticed that with worship leaders and when worship leaders do that, they look really cool. Yeah. If I do that as a preacher, I'm a freak. There's times where I've wanted to do that too and just close my eyes and go, okay, Lord, I'm just preaching it to you. You know, uh-huh. those But if I do it, it's, it's just not as cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, being the drummer who's always in the very back of things, uh, sometimes my focus actually turns to the worship team and pulls off of their energy. So I will say it's definitely harder to get into it when there's no energy to pull off of. But, um, like, seeing the people in front of me worship, like, there's a a lot of people on the various worship teams that I've been a part of that are very into it. And that just – it makes it more powerful for you. It makes you want to be more into it. But even still, sometimes the music just is – enough energy to take off of anyways and you were still getting into it regardless of what other people are are getting out of it so i would say from the drummer standpoint it's more of the worship team in front of you that you're feeding off of but i definitely do look around try to notice see what's going on but yeah for me it's like hearing the people in the congregation like singing with you like hearing everyone singing it Mm -hmm. feels like you're bringing everyone together and that's just a really powerful moment that makes me really excited and makes me get more into it, makes me more energetic. Well, as we sort of wrap down this this first episode, I'm excited to have you guys back for the next episode next week. But just what would be like when you t- when you look at worship, so we're not talking about the leading right now, just, just sort of that personal involvement in, in the worship. Of course, we're talking musical. Uh, what would be a word of advice or a last word you would give? And we'll just go around. So we'll, we'll start. We'll go clockwise. No one can tell what clockwise is listening to me. <laughs> but for me, it'll be Julie first, and you'll figure it out as they each share. Well, I feel like it's probably different for everyone. You know, worship means different things to some people. Some people don't always connect with singing worship. Sometimes they connect with other kinds of worship. For me, I do connect with singing and it helps me feel closer to God. But I think it's important for everyone to find what kind of worship they do connect with because it's important to have that to grow with Christ. Mm, That's a good, good word. Yeah. I mean, I can't say much better than that, honestly, but I I would, I would definitely agree. It's like there's different types of worship that are more powerful for certain people. Like I, I'm big on worship. Worship is definitely the biggest way, but prayer is just another way for me that is really like the the power in prayer phrase is one of my favorite phrases is just because it's so true. And uh, I know it's it's so different for everyone, but definitely finding what's what's good for you and, and what's the most powerful way will probably help you connect the best. So, Yeah. Um, <clears throat> personally for me, like when I think about worshiping outside of 
outside of people, you know, worshiping on my own. Um, you know, like like they already said, it, it's 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 different for every person. And um, but for me, it I I think back to like the the times that I've I've felt like I need I need to go to God, you know. And there are times where I feel like I feel that nudge that I got to go to God, but I don't one hundred percent know about what or why. And I don't know, I don't have the words to, you know? And so mm-hmm. like, if I sit down to pray, sometimes I'm, I get distracted by, am I praying for the right thing or whatever? But if I, if I sit down to take some intentional time with God and I just turn on, like, I've got a couple worship playlists on Spotify, I turn on one of them. And that's like, that's such a, that's such a powerful way for me that I've just found to connect with God is just through listening, listening to that worship music. And then, and then it kind of works and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, this is maybe what I want, you know, what I want to talk to God about right now. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's different for every person, but that's, that's, that's what's been going on for me. Good word. Good word. Well, you can probably, uh, those of you who are listening know why I was so excited about this episode. I'm really excited to have them back for, for next week's episode. And so I'm going to encourage you, join me next week uh, as we continue this conversation with, with Julie and Silas and Elijah. Um, remember to check out crosswinds.church. Uh, but for now, be blessed and bless others. 